Hey folks, my name is Marcus Allen. It is Monday, November 16th, 2020 at 9, 11 in the evening. And this is the Marcus Allen Show. Today marks something that I've been looking, not forward to, but anticipating for over 20 years. And that is the Great Reset. And the Great Reset was trending on Twitter this morning. In fact, it had eight times more mentions than any other tweet, which is pretty darn huge. It was over 100,000 comments. I'm assuming that's what those are. I'm not sure if that's retweets or comments. And then at lunchtime, as always, poof. It's almost as if the people in California who run Twitter enter the office and they see something that shouldn't be trending and they get rid of it. And off the trending list it goes. Censorship is absolutely rearing its ugly head these days. And then, of course, soon after came the usual distractions. For example, that the government is once again floating a stimulus bribe. And as part of the stimulus bribe, they're going to forgive $50,000 in college debt. And at the same time, the lockdowns, they continue to spread like coronavirus. Here in where I live in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, we are about 90 minutes away from Philadelphia. Philadelphia just announced that they will go into, uh, they love the number six. It's one of their fun, fun numbers. Six-week lockdown beginning this Friday. My son, Ty, was scheduled to fly out to California on December. And at the last moment, he canceled because he heard it was going to lockdown, amongst a couple other things that came up. Sure enough, California just announced the lockdown again today, and Chicago announced the lockdown. I think that was a couple days ago. All of these distractions to usher in the Great Reset again, I knew about this 20 years ago, which reminded me, it's story time, time to remember comedian Stephen Colbert, sorry, Stephen Colbert from the Colbert Report. I used to like watching that show. That was when his staff was funny. He has turned into a crotchety old man on TV these days. Anytime I see him, it's kind of hard to watch. And he wrote the speech for the White House Correspondence Dinner. Let me look at the date. I believe it was 2006. Yep. April 29th, 2006. Let me play my favorite part of it. Over the last five years, you people were so good. Over, uh, over, over tax cuts, WMD intelligence, the effect of global warming, we Americans didn't want to know, and you had the courtesy not to try to find out. Those By the way, the, uh, most of the coverage, they blocked out his, the laughter microphone. Apparently, people were roaring, and it doesn't sound like it. Plus, the, the volume on this is kind of low, so I apologize for that. Good times, as far as we knew. But listen, let's review the rules. Here, Here, here's the best part. How it works. The president makes decisions. He's the decider. The press secretary announces those decisions. And you people of the press type those decisions down. Make, announce, type. Just put them through a spell check and go home. Get to know your family again. Make love to your wife. Write that novel you got kicking around in your head. You know, the one about the intrepid Washington reporter with the courage to stand up to the administration? 
you know, fiction. <laughs> He's saying that in front of all of the reporters who are, they just, that's it, it, a perfect metaphor right there. The president, or today, the Council on Foreign Relations, the International uh, Royal Institute of Inter International Affairs in Jolly Old London, they own Reuters and all the, wire, the few wire services, and they type and they send it off to the newspapers and the news, and they just repeat it, regurgitate it, and they put it out as fact. In fact, if you want to see it in action, you can go to Google right now or any search engine and type in this phrase wrapped in quotes. Type in, quote, the COVID-19 with a hyphen, COVID-19 pandemic brought the economy to a screeching halt. Screeching is S-C-R-E-E-C-H-I-N-G. Halt, end quotation marks. And when you do that, you will see thousands upon thousands of exactly the same <laughs> press release couched as an article written by a separate news organization. That is how propaganda works. Which leads me to what triggered the Twitter activity, which was Trudeau. I think he's a prime minister. I don't know much about, Cal uh, about Canada. That was a bit of a Freudian slip right there. I called it California. Trudeau said this. Let me pull it up. Here we go. The last six months have laid bare fundamental gaps and inequities within our societies and between them. As with climate change, those who have the least are impacted the most. That's why last spring, Canada worked with Prime Minister Andrew Holness and Secretary General Antonio Guterres to convene a high-level meeting to discuss how leaders around the world could work together to close these gaps and build a better, more equitable system that works for everyone. By the way, there's um, going to be some buzzwords that they like to use. Build better. What is it? Let me look that up. Build better. It's build better something. Let me see. I got it somewhere. And all my notes. Mm. I know some people are screaming at the podcast right now, say, build better faster or something like that. It's, it's a 3B word. Anyway, let's get back to it. In May, we agreed to look at six urgent areas of action to mobilize financing for the response and the recovery. Oh, I think it's build back better. Over the course of the summer, our six working groups produced over 250 policy options. On September 8th, finance ministers gathered to discuss these options and their recommendations for the short, medium, and long term. The most promising ideas will be taken up within existing IMF and World Bank processes, as well as at the G7 and G20 leaders' summits later in the fall. By the way, <laughs> there, there are multiple threads in this little six-minute audio. The one that I have a question for you is, he's going to explain why we need the Great Reset. And I think he tries to explain why what the Great Reset is. Can you tell me in plain English what the, plain, uh, what the Great Reset is? I'd love to know. Then, in December, we're going to have the opportunity to meet again to discuss the progress we've made. Because we understand that right now we have to fix urgent problems, but in the long run, we also have to fix the system so that it works for everyone. 
To eliminate this virus anywhere, we need to eliminate it everywhere. While scientists work around the clock to develop a vaccine as governments, we have the responsibility to ensure it'll be distributed quickly and fairly around the world. On Friday, I announced that Canada will provide $440 million to the COVID-19 Vaccine Global Access Facility, including $220 million to the Advanced Market Commitment to help low- and middle-income countries access vaccines. This is an important initiative, and I encourage other governments to join in as well. We need to work together, and not just on vaccines. Canada believes that a strong, coordinated response across the world and across sectors is essential. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Okay, I think that's it right there. First of all, he said many things. It's it's all about climate change, inequality, and poverty. So the Great Reset is going to fix all that. What's interesting is that from what I understand, and I don't have any hardcore proof about this, allegedly 70% of all the problems with climate change are in the hands of 100 corporations. Now, climate change is always blamed on us, like we're the bad people. But it's really the big corporations who mess up the environment. And it's, you know, it's like the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. In this case, it's 70%. 70% is like doing a, a 10, or I'm sorry, 100 corporations are doing the damage of almost everyone. So why are we being blamed for that? Well, it's because it's part of the agenda. It's an excuse get it, to get us to do different things. Last week, our government committed to investing more in international development while supporting countries, uh, developing countries on their economic recoveries and resilience. And on that... Ooh, the R word, resilience. I got a bunch of R words. I'm going to go over them in a second. Today, I can announce that Canada will invest $400 million more in humanitarian and development funding, which will go directly to trusted partners on the ground fighting COVID-19. Our government is committed to investing even more in the years to come. In addition, we will continue to advocate for extending the debt service suspension initiative. We will also work on ensuring the special needs of small island developing states and other vulnerable countries are taken into account. Building back better. There it is, building back better. It's getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. Okay, he just said he just said agenda 21 in four different ways. Did you catch that? Canada is here to listen and to help. Are you concerned about Okay, so someone jumps into this video and is interviewing him. Let's listen to this. Contested election result in the United States and what are you doing to prepare for the potential international consequences of such a situation? Canada is of course uh, fully uh, respectful of the processes underway in the United States. We will not be uh, interfering or engaging in any way in their electoral processes, and that includes commenting on their electoral processes. We will, of course, uh, continue to prepare for any outcomes and be there to stand up for Canadians, as we always have uh, through these past uh, years and, and before that. The role of the Canadian government uh, is to be there 
to defend Canadian interests while working uh, with elected leaders around the world. The role of Canadian government is to defend their interests. Which interest would that be? That's like when the police say we're here to protect and serve. Who? Us or them? Uh, and we will continue to do that. My question is about the COVAX program, the coronavirus vaccine sharing and, uh, and accelerating program. You've all said it should be available to all. And yet the United States has not been part of it, although some members of the private sector in the United States are. Is there anything um, you, you have done as outreach to the United States to come back into the COVAX program? And how optimistic are you that the money will come in for it and distribution of a vaccine or many vaccines once they're available will be distributed fairly. We understand how important it is to eradicate the virus at home and everywhere at the same time. Uh, that's why Canada's moved forward in a number of different ways to ensure that uh, wherever and whenever a virus is developed, uh, we make sure we're, uh, we're maximizing our chances to be able to obtain it. So a big chunk of that is through contributing close to half a billion dollars to the COVAX facility, which works as in we are securing uh, doses for Canada at the same time that we're paying for, and at the same time as we will be paying for an equal number of doses to be distributed to the developing world. That's the, uh, the large functioning of it that allows for countries to both secure domestic capacity uh, at, a, at a reasonable price, but also ensure that uh, our initiative uh, gets vaccines out to uh, other countries as well um, that, who don't have the capacity to pay. At the same time, Canada has uh, secured bilateral deals with uh, many pharmaceutical companies and, uh, and uh, potential vaccines uh, to uh, double up on our chances to be able to uh, access vaccines once one becomes available. Uh, but we know that participating internationally in ensuring vaccines for the developing world uh, is incredibly important as we move forward, and which is why we're uh, full-fledged full supporters of the COVAX uh, uh, facility. Okay, I apologize for that. I had no idea it was going to be all about... I've never heard of this word before, COVAX. That's like Jeff Berwick who calls COVID, COVIDs. It's like a different way of saying it, I suppose. Anyway, I got another video, which I converted to audio, and I'll pull up right from the horse's mouth, and that is no pun intended. Mr. Klaus Schwab, the guy who's running this whole operation under the pseudonym of a professor... Take a listen. So people assume uh, we are just going back uh, to the good old world which we had um, and everything will be normal again in how we are used to normal in the old fashion. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. Um, the the uh, cut which we have now um, is much too strong uh, in order not to leave traces. Beautiful. There it is. He's telling you, you, I used to say we, up until today, I used to say we're, you know, we're all in this and together. We're all getting screwed. I'm now saying you, because if you listen to this till the end, I'm no longer participating in this monkey business. And then we've got, I mean, this has just been the great reset day. Then we have Laura Ingram, controlled opposition, talking about it here. Biden and the global reset. 
That's the focus of tonight's angle. When news broke of Pfizer's promising vaccine trials, you, you might have thought that normal was right around the corner. After all, the vaccine will be ready for distribution by the spring. And when HHS Secretary Alex Azar, he says there'll be enough doses for every American. Wow. But your idea of normal isn't what the global elites have in mind on the other side of this pandemic. Come on, you know they hated that old normal. They like a new normal. And they don't like that old normal where Americans enjoyed their freedoms and the freedoms we often take for granted, like the right to work, to run a business, to attend school, the right to travel, and so on. For the globalists, the impressive economic gains that we saw in Trump's first three years were something to fear, not to learn from. Because let's face it, if the America First agenda uh, actually took root in France, so we had a France first agenda, then a Spain first agenda, and an Australia first agenda, the national sovereignty movement would expose these global elites for who they are, anti-democratic control freaks. Because for them, individual liberty must always be sacrificed for the greater global good. Thus, COVID, as horrible as it is, as tragic as it is, presents a challenge, yes, but also for them, an opportunity for what they call the Great Reset. You know the line, never let a crisis go to waste, that was Rahm Emanuel? Well, with the coronavirus, that idea went global. And since last spring, powerful people began to use this pandemic as a way to try to force radical social and economic change across the continents. In other words, Americans under this new world will have, well, they'll have to sacrifice liberty and prosperity so that things are more fair and equitable in the rest of the world. Now, the concept of the Great Reset was discussed at the World Economic Forum back in June, where they discussed how to save the global economy from crisis. Any recovery stimulus should have green conditions attached to it. Uh, secondly, um, energy prices should reflect real costs. And building back better ought to be about closing the gaps that exist in inequality and social injustice rather than widening them. Wait a second, isn't, isn't Build Back Better Joe's campaign slogan? Hmm. All your individual rights are always gonna take a back seat to promoting the values of global health and harmony. The fact is, all the signs point to Joe Biden's team being fully on board with this cynical and sick subversion of American independence and sovereignty. Strategies for fighting COVID, just like strategies for fighting poverty or climate change, should all follow the same path, no deviation among nations. So of course, Zeke Emanuel and Michael Osterholm, Biden's coronavirus task force members, they love lockdowns. We okay, I've had enough. Anyway, that's Fox News. Hmm. And then we have Sky News. I don't know if this is controlled opposition. Of course, he's being the Alex Jones of Australia talking about the Great Reset. Week and the language is starting now to creep in, isn't it? You turn on the TV news right across all the networks. You're picking up the papers. You turn on the radio stations. You hear the words, the words that are meant to create some sort of comfort for us. But don't be conned. The Great Reset. The Great Reset. It sounds like everything that was bad is going to go and... Everything that's in front of us is going to be good. It's been sanctioned by the royal family. I mean, 
Prince Charles has said, let's have a great reset. It's been promoted by the world, left, uh, left the left worldwide. I mean, this, this big, great reset is actually going to be a bigger virus than COVID. It's going to have more of an impact on your lifestyle than you could imagine. It's been publicised by the social media elite. And you've got lines like, build back better, I think Jacinda Ardern used that as her line when she received uh, the, the, the government in New Zealand. And Joe Biden's talking about build back better. And then we've got this sort of post-COVID world, the new normal, all this mantra. Don't let it con you. What does it actually mean? And do we actually get a say? Well, the bottom line is we won't. This is a deal that is being done by the elites and is being foisted upon the weak, the weak governments of the world. What okay, so we've got that. And foisted upon the weak governments. No, they're foisted upon all governments because all governments are in it together. Simple. Finally, we have this politician. This is a courtesy of Tim at fakeologist.com. His name is Spencer Fernando. And he's, I believe, not a real person who's adding fuel to the fire that we're not going to take the Great Reset. Justin Trudeau has now openly admitted what was once considered by many to be a conspiracy theory. Governments are seeking to exploit the pandemic crisis to impose policies they previously could not achieve through democratic means. Trudeau stated the pandemic has been an opportunity to reset things and implement plans the government had been unable to force on us before the crisis. Of course, you weren't asked if you wanted a great reset. You weren't asked if you wanted everything reshaped. If I can guess, if you were asked, you would probably say you want things to go back pretty much to how they were. Many of us want to go back to a time when we didn't have elected officials telling us whether Christmas is happening or not this year. Many of us want to go back to a time before our seniors and vulnerable citizens were at such risk. And many of us want to go back to a time before our small businesses were being ravaged, while multinational corporations took a greater and greater share. Don't we have a right to want our old normal back? Don't we have a right to expect that, rather than trying to exploit this crisis, governments would respect our wishes, respect our rights, and listen to us, rather than treat us as guinea pigs in some sort of massive experiment. Watching Justin Trudeau's words, many Canadians are justifiably feeling that the Prime Minister and the federal government have no interest in serving the people of Canada, but instead seem focused on serving an agenda we never voted for and never asked for. That may be many things, but it certainly is not democracy. Our message to Justin Trudeau is this, we reject your great reset. So those are the last two audios were on Twitter. Twitter is, is censorship central. I mean, if you're getting tons of retweets, tons of traffic, and the video doesn't come down and get censored, very suspicious to me. I mean, even Alex Jones has been banned from Twitter. And Alex Jones is controlled opposition. The fact that these two, the last two, were, were left up there, very, very suspicious to me. But what is not suspicious to me are the comments. I pulled a few comments underneath social media platforms like Twitter and Reddit, etc. And I picked the best ones. And here we go. Uh, IDK. I'm assuming that I say I'm an old fart. I don't know what IDK. I'm assuming that means I don't know. I don't know why people hate the Great Reset all of a sudden. 
Yes, it is a group of people with money working together. The whole point is to get global businesses to work together to make the world better. If you don't want to build back better, do you want to build back worse? And I saw just everyone was talking like that. Just crazy that people aren't thinking this through or they're purposely putting this out there to confuse people as controlled opposition. And then we have some woke comments, which were good to see. It said, humanity has been conned. The clues are everywhere in books, Time Magazine, websites, social media, advertising, news, and repeated by governments worldwide. The same ideas, the same language, all following the same playbook. This lockdown has absolutely nothing to do with a virus. This is about 100% crushing the middle class and economy so they can shove the Great Reset down the throats of the woke mask wearers. And then another person said, I see a huge problem. There is no, this is a very good comment. There is no federal backing or assistance at all behind the lockdown. There is no small business administrations, loans, or grants. There is no enhanced unemployment. There is no eviction stoppages or utility disconnect suspensions. This is like going into the dark ages again. Very good comment. So yeah, I've got a bunch of I got a bunch of coded words that they like to use. Practice social distancing, the new normal, build back better, stop the spread, never let a good crisis go to waste. Hands I just heard this one today, hands face space. And then they always use the R words, always use the R words. And I've got them listed here. There's about a dozen or so. We've got race to zero, racism, recovery, rediscover, regeneration, regreening, renewables, replanting, reset, resilient, resistance, reskilling, restart, restore, revolution, rewilding, and rigor. And whenever I hear those little buzz phrases... My ears perk up and my spidey senses get all tingly. And I know that we're being fed Agenda 21 bullshit. Yep, sorry, went over that, went over that, and that, and that. Okay. So what's next? What's coming as a result of the Great Reset. Why is it that 20 years ago I knew that this day would come? Well, it's because I pay attention. I tell the story often. I'll tell it again. When I was in first grade, my first grade teacher told me that God was a dead man who lived in the clouds and ruled over us. I was always in the front row because I was a very curious person. And I was, th- I was that person who would have his hand up and say, I don't know what that means. And instead of the teacher explaining to me, <laughs> She got mad at me. And from that point on, I've been this critical thinker. I ask lots of questions. I question almost everything. And I find that people don't have good answers to my questions. Fast forward to 19, early 1980s, specifically, I think it was 1984. And a person, don't know if it's a man or a woman, does not look like a woman, but has the name of a woman named Faith Popcorn came out with this futurist handbook. And one of the many things that Faith talked about was cocooning. And we're cocooning right now. That is shelter in place, uh, locked in your little 
tiny apartment home and not leaving. And all through the 80s into the 90s, et cetera, I keep hearing these bug words. I keep hearing the new normals meme, uh, how the rich would get richer and the poor would get poorer, how there'd be record high corporate profits and stock prices. Keep hearing that China actually owned a lot of the United States. Uh, I just found out today that there are 350,000 Chinese students that are at U.S. universities and colleges getting advanced degrees in STEM, which I think is science, technology, probably environment, and probably masturbation. I'm guessing disciplines that take home and they and they use they use those disciplines to compete against us. And about a month ago, maybe two months ago, I heard a Google engineer who quit after a couple of years. He said in his department, it was 30% Chinese. And when he left a year later, it was like 70%. And then there's FANG. FANG is an acronym, that's, an acronym that stands for Facebook, Apple, and, 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 and Netflix, and Google. And the majority of their software engineers are from over in China. So clearly, China has taken over the United States, and it continues. I've heard closed borders and closing neighborhoods, again, shelter in place, which is house arrest. We're all under house arrest. Actually, I, I just said we. I, I'm going to stop doing that. You are under house arrest if you believe this invisible enemy is out to get you and you stay in your home. There hasn't been a single day, and I'm not afraid to, to say this publicly, I've, there hasn't been a single day that I've stayed at home since March 13th when this all started. I've followed every single exception that they give us. And the only reason I do the exceptions is because I have bigger plans to escape this new normal. Again, I'm going to tell you about it in a moment. But until then, you know, I'm under the radar, but I am not sheltering in place. In fact, this is the first time in human history, if we can believe history, his story, that healthy people have been quarantined. Isn't that something? No one really talks about that. So, yeah, we've got never-ending protests, never-ending riots, everyday people being arrested, massive censorship. This, the censorship started in 2015, spring of 2015. It didn't hold a candle to what's happening today. That's what I said before. If these videos are allowed to be distributed, you know it's on purpose, even if it seems like it's for us. Defunding of the police to make uh, way for the United Nations troops on the streets. That hasn't come, but I can see that coming. Threats of food shortages. Hear about it all the time now. Social distance sensors, which is contact tracing. That's the new way they, they talk about it. Again, this is stuff I've heard decades ago. Force 100% political correctness, implementing a social credit score system that is in China. And in Australia, I think in Greece, and is soon to come here in the good old U.S. of A. Cashless Society. Cashless Society actually started in a big way in Salt Lake City, Utah, many, many, many years ago. I would always tell people that. You, it, you basically can't do anything with cash in Salt Lake City. They thought I was nuts. Today, when I go to a non-farm to get my supplies, like giant food stores, 
I go in, every single self-checkout booth says we do not accept cash because of COVID. So here comes the cashless society. By the way, I'm not against a cashless society. Uh, I just don't like being lied to on why they're getting rid of it. If they were to tell us the truth and say, hey, listen, crypto has all these privacy things. It's faster. It's cheaper. All the benefits of it. I think cashless is fantastic. I have nothing against a cashless society, but the way they couch it is a complete lie. has nothing to do with this invisible virus. That's for sure. Bail outs, and then, of course, there's bail-ins. No one talks about bail-ins. Again, these are all things that I've been seeing over the last 20 years, and it's coming. It's, it's being revealed right now. The only thing that they have not done, by the way, they, they, the people who run our lives, the people who come up with the Great Reset, the Davos Group, they are amazing planners, and they stick to their guns, and they stick to their schedules, and they have... They have plans that go decades. Alan Watt talks about this. In fact, let me post a link to Alan Watt. Alan Watt. He talks about this, how they have plans, 100-year plans, 200-year plans. Apparently, 9-11 was a 100-plus-year plan. And I believe it, no doubt about it, in my mind. So, yeah, we've been, he, uh, Alan Watt always talks about bail-ins and bailouts. Oh, yeah, real ID. There's only one thing that they, the not-so-elite, have not come through on on time, and that is Real ID. Real ID, allegedly Donald Trump postponed it because of COVID until October of this year. It was supposed to be implemented October of 2020. Forced vaccinations, that's been all of my life. But that's, that's the color of law nonsense. It's color of law, meaning it's not law. There is no law yet to take a vaccine. Probably will never be a law, but people will do it. Good on them. Just don't get me involved. And no, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I am a person who looks at something that's being jabbed into me. I look at the ingredients. In fact, I'm going to be doing something about the COVID vaccine. Just found out all the ingredients. I'm going to do a whole show about that. You should see what is in this vaccine. If you take this vaccine after I tell you what's in it, you deserve what you get. I'll just leave it at that. Brain chip, transhumanism, cyborgs. That's what we're becoming right now. And everyone's favorite car guy, Elon Musk. He is the head funder and head guy over at Neuralink. I'll post a link to that too. Neuralink. By the way, if you're wondering where all these links are, if you are a paid member of Exclave Remote, go to escapethenewnormal.com to go log in and you can see it. Go look for the show that is today, 11-16-2020, called No Need to Hide This Anymore. The reset has been announced. Back to my notes. Non-stop uh, threats of gone gun confidence. <laughs> Let me try that again. Non-stop threats of gun confiscations. Boy, they've been trying to do that. You in Australia, you guys are snowflakes. Sorry, you are. You fall for one false flag nonsense where someone got shot up and you gave all your guns up. I mean, snowflake central. As much as I complain about the people here in the United States, the one thing that they're very passionate about is safety. Number one thing for me is safety, safety of my family, safety for me. And I know, I know that guns make us safe. And by the way, I still don't own a gun, but I will 
but I don't. But I sure am glad that I got all my neighbors with these big-ass guns. They never use them, but if they have to, I know where to go. I know a guy. Dissidents will be arrested and there will be death squads. That's, that's I'm going to put that in the category, which I'm going to talk about soon, which is coming soon, the coming soon category. I'm going to go over that in a second here. So I'm, I'm not so sure they're death squads yet. But this is happening right now. Private transportation will be banned. And we see that right now through air travel. We see that through cities closing off streets to car traffic in lieu of pedestrian plazas. We see those, oh, they drive me nuts, those yellow placards that are in the middle of the road that say that pedestrians get, you have to yield or stop for pedestrians that cross. So literally, pedestrians are so stupid. By the way, I'm both a car driver and a pedestrian. You know, when I'm a pedestrian, I want to follow the rules. And it says you must be in the crosswalk. But these idiots that, these like zombies, just walk in the middle of the street, that there is not a crosswalk there. They just walk in the middle of the street and they think that a 4,000 pound car is just going to stop on the dime and stop for them because they don't know how to read the rule. The rule is you get to go in the crosswalk and, and cross whenever you want, not in the middle of the road. So all of that, is the, the war on the car is getting rid of private transportation. Next, serious supply chain issues. Again, we're seeing that with COVID. Uh, I've told a couple stories on past podcasts. I'll, I'll tell them real quick again. <clears throat> My, because of, oh, I should put that down. Let's put in planned obsolescence. No doubt about that is definitely part of the agenda. That's where... They purposely hire engineers to make products not last as long, so they break more often. Yeah, that's a good one. I forgot to put that in. Let me put that back. Planned obsolescence. So back to the supply chain issues. So I bought a $1,000 General Electric Made in America range and oven. And I know exactly when I bought it because I just had to replace it. Four and a half years old has a one-year warranty, four and a half years. My parents had an oven that lasted 40 years. Now you get one-tenth the, the shelf life out of it. So we replaced it uh, with a new one, but it wasn't new. And it wasn't new because you can't get range ovens as easily as you once could. In fact, it was so bad when this happened that I had to take the floor model, which was a year old and had some scratches on it. And I still paid two freaking thousand dollars. And it's not better than this $1,000 General Electric range that I bought four years ago. Crazy. Even worse, the guy who installed the range said, you ain't seen nothing. You're actually lucky. We just finally started installing refrigerators from orders back in March. That is crazy. That's 311. That's like eight months ago. Eight months ago to get a refrigerator. And why is that? Because the supply chain is broken. All because of an invisible enemy virus. Amazing. Next, Americans will be given mandatory microchip implants and vaccines. Uh, you know, I've already mentioned that, but I, what I meant to say is uh, COVID. 
let me put that COVID. We'll see on that. I I think it's a psyop. I think they're purposely telling us that the COVID vaccine is dangerous. Again, I'm going to do a whole show about this coming up. I think they're purposely doing that so we don't take them. But then they're going to do something else that's way worse. Way worse. Next, the economy will plunge into hopelessness and despair. Well, that's already here. And today marks the start of it, by the way. The Great Reset. FEMA COVID concentration camps will open. That's true. It has apparently opened in Australia. Many videos about that. They look pretty real to me. There's been a request for proposals in Canada that no Canadian officials can explain away why that's the case. I always thought that FEMA camps and all the rest of it was scaremongering up until March 13th. And now I'm starting to believe it. Next, we'll be told millions will have to die to save the planet. Let me put a link to the Georgia Guidestones. Georgia Guidestones. Let me look that up real quick, what it said. If you haven't heard about this, I mean, this is right out in the open. This is the obelisk worshipers. That's what I call them, because if I say who they really are, they get mad at me. So I've come up with a name, the Obelisk Worshippers. Let's see, Georgia Guidestones saying, let me try that again, sayings about population. There's a bunch of gobbledygook on there, but there's one about population. Here it is. Maintain humanity under 500 million in in perpetual balance with nature. They also say guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. By the way, that language apparently was Esperanto. Look that one up. And some other gobbledygook, not important. So yeah, they want to bring down the population from allegedly, I don't believe there's 7 billion people on the planet because the people who rule over us, they tend to lie to us a lot. And they like to make it seem like there are too many people on the planet. So I'm not so sure that's the case. But they want to bring it down to 500 million. That's nice. And then in quotes, air quotes, I have revelation of the method. And that's what we have right now. The, they're revealing what they're doing. They don't. Eat, they're, it's not even hidden in plain sight. It is in plain sight starting today. Actually, it's been happening over the past couple months, maybe six months or so. But today, for some reason, is the day they, they, they brought it out. So here's what some people are saying about the future with the Great Reset, Agenda 21, Agenda 2050, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2057. Americans will disappear. I have no idea what that means. I'm just telling you what they're saying. Jury trials will be ended. That could be a positive. I think the whole law system should be ended. Soon the government will buy stocks. Doesn't surprise me at all. That's the whole public-private partnership that we've been hearing about. Is that PPP, I think? Uh, Alan Watt turned me on to that concept. The idea that small businesses will be here in the future is a joke. Absolute joke. And again, if you listen to this till the end, I'll tell you how I'm going to fix that. There will be hyperinflation via printing more money. And of course, we're seeing this with the COVID stimulus. In fact, I understand there is some chart. I'm still trying to get my hands on it. The 
Dollar Vigilante, his name is Berwick, Jeff Berwick. He showed the St. Louis Fed. Let me see if I can find that. I'm going to put that in the notes too. Record debt, St. Louis Fed. We have record debt. We also have record assets. That's one thing that no one talks about, which is a good thing, I guess. If you're them, if you're the bank, the Fed, you have record assets. Who cares if you have record debts, right? Next. There would be hyperinflation via printing more money. I already said that. The end of the family unit. Well, that's been going on forever. What do you think PCOS is? Everyone has PCOS. Can't have... There's so many agendas against baby making. It's crazy. Everything you look at. If you look at drugs, if you look at vaccines, if you look at what people eat, glyphosate, all these chemicals, they all have one thing in common. Uh, for memory loss and the, un, the ster sterility, the unableness to have, to procreate. They clearly don't want more people. Forced austerity, which is forced into poverty via universal basic income. That's where the COVID stimulus comes in. And again, the predictive programming for that was Wang for president. Remember when Wang's only platform was the universal basic income? When I saw that guy being featured on all these podcasts, I knew. I knew we were getting close. Next, money will be turned into use it or lose it weekly credits. Alan Watt always talks about that. And that's really going to, who is that going to upset a lot of people? Like I've run that by family members and you can just see them getting very upset about that. Especially if you're entrepreneurial, forget entrepreneurial activity. That's gone. Next, vital infrastructure will no longer be reliable, such as the internet, water, and electricity. Once again, Alan Watt always talks about the roads being in disrepair, especially as you go further away from the cities. I disagree with him on that. I see the roads being fixed up because we're going to see self-driving become pervasive in the next couple of years. It's going to be all over the place. The only thing I don't know how they're going to get around is what do you do when it snows? Because cars are not good, even with the autopilot. I have two Volvos right now. It has excellent autopilot. But if it's snowing out, there's always, you know, there's always roadblocks. Uh, there's deer. How's it going to handle all that kind of stuff? It'd be very interesting to see how that goes down. So, yeah, I don't think they're making the roads worse. Alan Watt also gets into some interesting scaremongering. He says, you ever notice all the concrete barriers that are put up on the highways, especially leading towards cities? And there are. He thinks that's a way to corral us in when one day we're all corralled like sheep to slaughter. He might be right. Probably not, but he might be. Private property will be nationalized via mass eminent domain. Oh, 100%. These agenda, these agenda 21 housing units, these 14-story with the Whole Foods in the basement, things are going up all over the place. And they're, you know, if your home is in the way of that, look out. They're going to take it over. There is a convenience store gas station that just opened up about 15 minutes away from me where I exercise. And it was good to see the homeowner stand their ground. So, so the, it's Sheets. It's called Sheets. So Sheets is on the corner of two major 
roads, and the entrance to Sheets literally goes around a person's backyard to get into it. They literally built a road around the house. So clearly the homeowner fought it and won, but now there is this massive entrance. It's totally ugly. It's, it's, it's horrible. Just horrible. Humans forced to move into human settlement zones and cities. This is known as rewilding. I'll be doing a show about that. World War III and Civil War will start. Why not? I mean, we're seeing citizens fighting against each other in these marches and protests and looting and rioting. Why not? And of course, Soros is behind all that, no doubt about it. And finally, dissidents will be arrested and there will be death squads. I don't know. Maybe. Nothing surprises me this year. I would have said absolutely not last year. But this year, anything goes. The most interesting part is with all this negative doom and gloom news, the government actually has the audacity, and this has to be a mindfuck, to continue to promise a quote-unquote bright future. You ever notice that? (laughs) They're going to jam the Great Reset down our throats. It is horrible in every single way, and they, without blinking, will say that we have a bright future. It's like the fox guarding the hen house. It's going to end well. It's not going to end well. And the end is already here. It's amazing. So here's the punchline. This is what I've been promising to tell you about, well, 50 minutes ago. I am opting out of this system. And I've been talking about this since April 1st. That's when I told everyone that the moment the second plane hit the tower on 9-11... I started my search to move away from where I met my wife at Westchester University. We lived in a luxury apartment there. Uh, She loved it. Me, not so much because I saw what was happening. I saw people not talking to each other. Very, you know, communism was moving in. People had their head down all the time, even though it was this, you know, buzzing city, becoming a city. It was more of a suburb. And we were there for... Um, a while. And I told my wife, I said, if you can find a brand new home, because she wanted a home. She didn't want to live in an apartment anymore. I said, if you can find me a new home, find us a new home, I should say. And we're going to pay the same amount of money that we would in rent. And we'll, you know, it will be for a mortgage. I was kind of laughing because I didn't think she'd find anything. And she did. And she found something was perfect. And that's where we're at right now. We've been here, I think, 18 years. We live literally in a townhouse development that's surrounded by Amish farms. Absolutely fantastic. Or so I thought. Because I knew what was coming. I had this idea of inventing uh, private communities dotted throughout the world where we'd go back to the good life the way it used to be like in the 80s, but only better. Mixing a little bit of technology with the good life. People were flirty. There were connections. People were had money. People were inventing things. And I'm like, let's, let's, let's do that. Because I knew that today would come. And this was 18 years. Actually, it was more than 20 years ago. So yeah, she found something. And here we are. Been here 18 years. And what, what's interesting is 
Uh, Amish people are very secretive. And they call us the English who aren't Amish. In fact, I asked, is there any way that I can have my children go to your schools, your Amish schools? And they laughed at me. And the reason why I was interested in that is because they only go to eighth grade. They don't learn any BS. And then they learn a trade. And I think that's what school should be for. Learning when Charlemagne was born, as James Altucher always brings up, is ridiculous. Learning about all this history, which is nonsense and lies anyway, why would we need to, to do that? And not only would they not allow me to go to their schools, but they were very secretive about their business and how they're able to do things privately. Amish people don't have to pay any taxes. Some choose to, which is kind of foolish. Some don't know there is an exemption because they're self-governed. They don't have to. They don't have to pay property taxes, but some do. And so I've had to, from afar, kind of figure out what they're doing, and I pretty much got it. And this year was amazing. Because of COVID, I've befriended a couple of Amish farmers, and they've been uh, much more open to listening to me because I'm telling them what's going on, and I'm telling them what I just basically explained to you about what's coming in the future. The big thing for the Amish is they write checks to each other paper checks or cash. And I told them that I would make a wager with them. And I held up my checkbook as I wrote it for my meat. I, I get meat from them each week. I said, I'll bet you everything in this checkbook that this checkbook will not work a year from now. And they're in denial. They're not going to do anything about it. They think I'm just making stuff up. Okay, <laughs> let's check back in a year and see if I can write a check to pay for my meat. I don't think we're going to be able to. So yeah, they uh, here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, the Amish are home of the one of the largest communities, probably in the USA, probably in the world actually. And they're off the grid completely. They don't have the internet, although there's rumor that there's a basic internet that some of them use. And that's actually not true. I'm going to take that back. They actually use the phone, the phones. So they're they're technically on the grid. And there's a lot of these rumors that they don't have electric. That's just not true. They use they use generators to create electric. They use solar to create electric. But they are very simple people. Most people would want to go back to the way they live, especially what we're going through right now. They're the happiest people I've ever seen in my life. They're constantly smiling. And I would like to take some of what they're doing and apply it to how we'd like to live in a more modern society. And live, again, back the way we did in the good old days. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring back the good life, but only better. And I'm opening safe towns for anyone who wants to join. It's an alternative to the Great Reset. It's called Exclave. I've been talking about it forever. The word Exclave is a play on the word of Enclave. And Enclave is a country, a tiny country, within a bigger country. For example, Washington, D.C. is an enclave of the United States. The Vatican is an enclave of Italy. City of London, which is a square mile, is within London or the United Kingdom. So imagine visiting or even living in a private town dotted across North America without masking up, without social distancing, 
and without taking vaccines. That's what I'm creating right now. Instead of tyranny, we have freedom, and most important is safety. Freedom is great, but safety is number one, and that's not lip service. Number one, the number one thing at Exclave is safety. Instead of scarcity, we have plenty because all of our lives we've been told money is scarce, resources are scarce, everything is scarce. And that's a complete whopper of a lie. The only reason they tell us that is to control us. If we go to an island right now, any island in the sea, there is abundant seawater. Very inexpensive technology can convert seawater into pure drinking water, unlimited water. If you look into the water, you'll see fish. You'll see gazillions of fish, unlimited amounts of fish. Again, we're told that everything is scarce and nothing can be further from the truth. So at Exclave, we have a plenty mindset. And we do that by getting rid of corruption and getting rid of red tape and waste. Instead, we live just like the Amish do, 100% tax-free no taxes at Exclave. And we can do this because we're self-governing. The laws and the international laws actually allow for it. And that's the number one question I have. What gives you the right to do this? Well, we're just emulating what the Amish do. The Amish are, no one, no, there's no police department that travels through the Amish lands. Uh, that's technically not true. Because they sell raw milk, that's a whole big battle that they have. In fact, I just had a meeting with them last week about that. Because milk is big, huge business, it's big milk. <laughs> They're competing against big milk. And big milk has politicians in the back pocket of these inspectors. And these inspectors will raid these farmers who do not go by the letter of the law. And I think it's a mistake for Amish farmers to try to get certified with the state to sell raw milk. I think they should get rid of that. If they got rid of that license, then the state can't do anything. That's how you get around all of this. You have to completely sever ties with government. If Exclave accepted a stimulus, then we would have to mask up. We would have to social distance. We would have to put plexiglass up. But because we are completely self-governing, we don't have to do any of that. So instead of masked up people looking down, we flirt, we dance, we work, and we relax, all mask-free, no social distancing, and again, no vaccines. So if you'd like to take a tour of Exclave when it opens and help us build Exclave, because we're just crowdsourcing it, we're not using any government money, we're not using any venture capital money, it's all money from our members. Go visit escapethenewnormal.com. Once again, that's escapethenewnormal.com. It has been exactly 59 minutes, I see on my clock. That's a perfect amount of time. Anything over an hour, people get lost. I would apologize for bringing this somber news. Life is going to be hell. There's no doubt about it. But the good news is we're going to change that. We're going to fix that, and we're going to live a great life here at Exclave. Again, if you'd like to join us, go to escapethenewnormal.com. It is Monday, November 16th, 2020, 101040. I am out. Have a great night. Enjoy life. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.